Marshall, how are you? It is so good to finally see you face to face. <laughs> it's good to see you too. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having this uh, conversation with me. I greatly appreciate it. Love the show also. Oh, um, thank you. You know, I, and I'm sure you see that. I, I tune in often as well too. Yes. <laughs> yes. And I thank you for that. I, I truly appreciate everyone that tunes in. Please tell a friend. <laughs> tell a friend. But we're going to make this official. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a conversation with Floyd Marshall Jr. I'm your humble host. And today I am joined by a very special guest who I've been looking forward to talking to for quite some time, Marshall Favors. And she is the founder of the Trinity Film Festival and the Detroit Black Film Festival. And she sent me her bio. And ladies and gentlemen, I just love when they send me these really little bios. I mean, she does so much, but I'm just going to read you the humble bio that she sent my way. Uh, Marshall Favors is a producer, director. Her passion for indie movies inspired her to co-found the Trinity International Film Festival, Festival mm -hmm. and the Detroit Black Film Festival. Marshall works in collaboration with other filmmakers to host film screenings, workshops, and networking events with industry professionals. And recently, she was one of the recipients of the 25 Most Influential Women in Detroit Awards. So, Miss influential woman Marshall <laughs> Favors welcome to a conversation with uh -oh. so glad to have you here <laughs> thank you so much thank you for that introduction and thank you for the, the welcome, well, warm welcome and the invite so happy to be here thank you so much awesome awesome again another person that I met through Clubhouse ladies and gentlemen I'm telling you if you are not utilizing Clubhouse you are missing out on something that should be included in your arsenal. But enough of Clubhouse. Marshall. Yeah. But, you know, I, I just wanted to... Sure, please. ...for you do as well, because you're absolutely right. You know, Clubhouse, you know, we met through Clubhouse. You know, it's an excellent platform just for, like, networking and conversation and connecting people. And I, I've gained so much um, knowledge and uh, relationships off of that platform. And, and I have to say, unlike any other platform that I was on before. So, you know, it, again, you know, like shout out to, to Clubhouse. and Clubhouse. It's a game changer. Yes, it, it absolutely is. It absolutely was a game changer. And we're going to talk about one of the people that you also met on Clubhouse a little later. Welcome to a conversation with where we sit down with some amazing people in the film, media, and entrepreneurial space. We're going to talk about what makes them successful and hopefully we'll give you something to help you maximize your business, but more importantly, to maximize your life. So sit back and enjoy a conversation with, and I'm your host, Floyd Marshall Jr. I want to um, touch on the projects that you created for the one minute film school. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're going to, we're going to talk about that as well, okay. but we're going back to the beginning. Okay. How did you get started in the industry? One was just uh, my, my love for movies that, you know, as a kid, just, you know, 
watching that tube and looking at places that didn't look like my neighborhood. It just, it just took my mind away in terms of like, like that was my, my, my getaway, my fantasy. Right. Right. And so I was reading in a magazine and I think it, and I may be the wrong magazine. It might've been an upscale magazine. That's like taking you way back. But I looked at an, an advertisement for this film festival that was happening in Acapulco. And those of you who go like, so at the time, you know, the ABFF, huge festival. And so I attended at a time when the A stood for, you know, Acapulco. And so when I saw that festival, I was like, that is my kind of vacation right there, Sand Beach Sun movies. And so I I went not knowing what to expect. I knew I was going to see like a lot of films, but what I didn't expect was the 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 networking and the relationships and the conversations and the master classes and so now I'm learning about what was going on like behind the scenes with meeting folks who were making independent films and hearing their story and learning more about um, just the industry like as a whole. So I was blown away. And so after that experience, I, I, I tried to find more festivals kind of like it, right? I'm like, so what else is out there? And so uh, there was a, a film festival in Jamaica called the Jamaican um, Black Film Festival. And it was uh, led by Shirley Ralph. Mm. And it was the same type of experience where, you know, filmmakers that, you know, came in a lot of indie. So I have uh, a space in my heart one for indie film. I love all kinds of movies, but for me, like independent films and, and to get a chance to have an exchange and, a, you know, afterwards, like they always do like the talkbacks with the directors, producers, and, and folks that were a part of the film. That was like gold to me. That was golden. Uh, just to be able to have those conversations. And then from there, it kind of, it snowballed. And I wanted to uh, learn more. How much time do we have today? Also? Oh, we, we got as much time as you need. <laughs> trust and believe. Take take your time. Oh, Please. Because it, 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 that, so that started me on this journey from just loving films to now having these interactions at these film festivals. And uh, and I won't tell like every detail of it, but I'll, I'll do hit some highlights of what um, kind of happened. No, you know what? No, please. I, you know what? I really want you to take a deep dive because I really want people to understand that where you are today, things had to happen in order for you to get here. So please do a deep dive. Yeah, because it, it, it has been a journey, right? It's, it's been quite a journey. So the, the first thing that happened at, at the festival is that I had I met a director who was from Detroit. I'm, I'm in the D, y'all. What up, though, for all those who uh, chimed in. I see I see my peeps on here, Janae Black and, and a few other uh, folks and some Clubhouse folks as well, too. Hey, hey, hey. And so I had met a director who was from Detroit, uh, but he hadn't lived in Detroit at that time before about like 20 years, right? 20 years has gone by. And he was like, I would love to make a film like in Detroit, but I don't have a lot of connections there anymore. And I was like, you want to make a film in Detroit? I was like, I'll help. Like, again, I didn't have, like, a lot of knowledge about what it takes to make a film. But if someone was coming to Detroit, I just wanted to be around, like, to be in a space where, like, either I can learn or I could help out in any kind of way. So I was curious about that. 
So they came and that is really like was one of my first experiences was helping out a director who said, I want to make a movie in Detroit. I need dot, dot, dot. And I went out and found the dot, dot, dot. Mm-hmm. That would like include like, it was like locations and, and then they needed all, all kinds of, you know, when you're making a movie, you need all kinds of like services, right? So if you're not from this area, you may not know where the restaurants are, where the, and, and we have a film office, like, in Michigan, but if you're making a film in Detroit, like at that, mm-hmm. you know, the film office was in Lansing, which is like an hour, you know, and a half away. Mm. So in terms of, and it wasn't like robust, like at that time, it wasn't like a whole lot of films like being uh, like shot in Detroit. So at that time, like, you know, the resources were like kind of sparse. The film office could set you on like the right path, but to really have someone who like kind of knew the land and, that's where like I came in. And so uh, from there, that person like made the film, went to the film festival. Again, like I was like front and center, like, wow. So just, just to see it come from an idea to being made and to come fruition and then be in an audience, like watching the film was like amazing to me. And uh, what snowballed from there was what I noticed was that folks, especially like from LA and New York, they would come to the festival mm-hmm. and they would network, meet one another. And a year later or so, you know, somewhere down the line, they'd have a film like in the festival. Mm. That, that blew me away also, you know, because I was like, where's that kind of connectivity like in Detroit, like in my area, I didn't feel like it really kind of existed. And so a lot of times when I go to the festivals, also another thing happened, I would meet folks from Detroit, like the first filmmaker. This filmmaker was from Detroit, right? And um, and I started meeting other filmmakers, either from Detroit or in Detroit, that I didn't meet while I was here. Right. <laughs> so I was like, where's the disconnect? I was like, how come we didn't know each other, like while we were here? And so I, I saw like that, like as like like a need, and and so and, and didn't have a festival at the time, but. I started getting together filmmakers. So when we came back, I didn't want to lose touch. I didn't want to just say, hey, we met here. But when we got back, you know, well, what are you working on? It, you know, it's too hard to make a movie by yourself. And so yes. everybody needed support, like everybody in, in one way, shape or form. And so, again, with the, I want to make a movie, I need dot, dot, dot. <laughs> I found myself doing that more and more and finding resources for other filmmakers, you know, mm. movies. And and so later, like on this journey, I, I, I had learned that, you know, well, that's what producers do, right? right. <laughs> like you're producing here. And so, so my, you know, my, my path was, you know, very organic. You know, I didn't go to, to film school. It was always hands-on. And even for myself, when how I started to learn was, you know, again, I would meet film filmmakers also, New York, LA, things like that. And if they had a film and they needed someone to like work on set, I'd fly there. I would be, in, and that's how I learned as well. It was like very hands-on, being on set. And, you know, I'm dating myself, but this is my, you know, my story. Like we didn't have cell phones then, right? <laughs> so like I kept a notebook in my back pocket. Mm-hmm, <laughs> and, mm-hmm. Struggle was real. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. And and so even I, I would just write down things like, you know, that that I noticed and I learned. And again, 
with, uh, I went to this, and when I was in LA, they have this Samuel French bookstore that, you know, that I, I went to and, and, and got some uh, books like about the industry. So I was doing that simultaneously, like learning and being on sets. And it came a point where I was like, well, I have an idea for a movie, right? And so from, and I was like, well, you know, like, we'll write a treatment for it. And so starting to do like that process for even like my own film, this was like a short. And I showed it to a couple of folks that I was making films, helping out with their sets before. And they looked at it and said, yeah, we like the script. We'd like to help you make it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and they were like, well, I was like, well, who's going to direct it? And they're like, you should direct it. I had never directed mm. like, wait, I've been on sets and I've watched other folks do this thing, but right. and it like scared the life out of me. And uh, sometimes just working through your fear and just doing it, that's what pushes you. And that's like how I got transitioned from just helping out on set to writing my own like short film and then having the folks around me that I was helping to produce their films they did the same and and they came on board and I can't remember what year. That was probably like 2006, I want to say. Okay. So that was 2006 and I had, you know, and again, a lot of learning lessons. Didn't get it all right like the first time, but again, going from having a script to completing that entire process, right? So from mm-hmm. going from pre-production to production, the post uh, and, and watching the, the, uh, the whole boss, uh, process, you know, I was, I, I, I was, if you thought before, like I was like a movie lover, you couldn't tell me anything like after that. I, I, I fell in love with um, just making movies and storytelling, like at that point. And so as we were all still learning, growing, like as filmmakers, like in this area, we had other seasoned filmmakers that you know shared like they shared their knowledge they shared even like resources because you know again if you're if you're looking for like like something that was really really hard right was just like space like right to even hold rehearsals and have table reads and and so those are the kinds of things they like they opened up like their spaces for us you know like as artists to convene, come together and, and, and work together. And so in probably like 2000, I want to say eight, when we all decided like, we want to make a movie together, right? We had this, this really great team because what I'm not saying is like, like prior to that, we had some teams that fell apart and, you know, and of course. well, right. You know, personalities and yes. styles and, you know, folks just didn't mesh together <laughs> and some projects never got done. Right. Yes. Been so, there. So, so these, these were a group of folks that we thought that uh, we worked well together. We could, you know, do, do a project together and it, and, you know, financing is always hard. Like everyone's always looking for funding, right. To like fund their films. And so we had all decided to just everyone put up a thousand dollars. Right. So there was 10, 10 of us, you know, we put up a thousand dollars made a $10,000 movie and it was a feature. So we made a feature in, you know, at that time for like 10,000. And that was like, like I said, in 2008. And so it was like this. Uh, so, you know, I, I came from when I come from like a, a space where I, I realized the like the collective power, like of artists yes. that, that we have. And 
So you can't always wait on the right moment or wait until like, because, you know, that's fine is always going to be an issue, right? And mm-hmm. you always say what you don't have, right? Like I, I, I don't have the resources or I don't have this, but collectively looking at what it is that uh, like you do have and what you can make together and focusing on that, that was like the start of it. That was the start of us like collectively, right? As uh, filmmakers, like I feel like, like in Detroit, at least from uh, like my perspective. And so it snowballed like from, from there in terms of like filmmakers, more filmmakers getting together, making folks. Uh, but then when I, I, and I was still continuing to go to film festivals. Mm-hmm. And at that time, when I was traveling to film, film festivals, people were like, oh, you know, like, where are you from? Because a lot of folks come from New York. They come from LA, that kind of thing. I was like, from, I'm from Detroit. And at that time, people would say, oh, there's a film community in Detroit? <laughs> like, like, you know, they, they so, you know, we're, we're known for cars. We're right. for Motown, but, you know, not really, like, for film. So people would even question whether like there was, and, and I would have to say this, I wouldn't say to at that time that there was a community. I would say there is today. Like you come, yes. I feel like there is a community. There was folks who were making films and, but they were just kind of like, you know, there's filmmakers in Detroit, you know, there's, oh, of course there's filmmakers everywhere. But, but the fact that we would get, I would get questioned about it. Like often, I just thought, you know, I wanted to do something about that. So these, when you have these festivals, right, you get to showcase like artists in your city, you get to showcase your city, kind of bring everybody in to show what mm-hmm. they And so there wasn't, at least I don't remember, that I could think of like a film festival in Detroit on the outskirts, like other suburbs, like Ann Arbor. And like we have one of the longest running film festivals like in a suburb, but not in Detroit proper. Right. And so just the whole idea of I had two of my friends, Rocky and Janae, a black husband and wife team, who uh, I, 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 you know, brought together and said, "Hey, you know, will you do this film festival? If if we created a film festival, where would you be in?" And they were down. They said, "Yeah, sure. You know, we'll do it." So the idea at that time was to do it, and we named it Trinity. I wasn't even thinking Holy Trinity like at the time, right? <laughs> what that means, but. There were three of us that started it. We were going to do it for three years and be out. That was it, right? And it snowballed. <laughs> so wait a minute. Three years turned into 10 and then 10 well, into 14. Well, Trinity is now in its 16th year. Oh, wow. That's <laughs> 16, 16 years later. So we we were supposed to do it for three years. And some phenomenal things like like happened mm-hmm. like along the way. Like, like one I can I can think of was that uh, like BET uh, came on board like one year and the winner of the festival aired like on 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 BET and there were there were so many like just little milestones that that happened along the way but a couple of things that I can remember if I want to like fast forward every, uh-huh. and, and I have to say this because every year was the last year <laughs> hmm. third year oh and then the car center that again about support we had a, a local nonprofit organization the virgil H car center who adopted us and was like and they had you know a huge space and a, and a space to show films and and so now we had a phone a home 
for the wow. fun. That was like the hard one because they're, this is going to sound crazy. I know to y'all who had these big cities. In all of Detroit, <laughs> there is only one commercial theater, the Bel Air on 8 Mile, like <laughs> in Detroit. That's it. So there, there, are, there aren't any theaters downtown. Any wow. Even now? Or was this right. back then? Even, oh, no, no. Even now. Like, wow. Today, there aren't any theaters downtown. So for so in order to be like creative, like to have this festival, we had to show the films in mostly like art spaces and alternative types of spaces. So we mm -hmm. had to like create our own. So the even like the feel and the vibe, like when you come to Detroit, like for this film festival is a lot different from other cities because a lot of times, you know, the main attraction is seeing the films like in the theaters, right? right. And right. <laughs> so we have theater space that art institutions have, right? So so it's, you know, the, the vibe and the feel is a little different. And so, <laughs> and, and so I lost my train of thought there. So we, no, you were talking about the fact that they had no theaters in Detroit. Yeah. And that someone actually, so someone actually said, hey, you could come here right. and showcase your films. Exactly. So we wow. had, a, and because we had a home and a, and a, a, a place that, was like kind of permanent and people knew that that's where the festival it was a great location like in a in a in one of the cultural parts of the city that was right across mm -hmm. the park and lots of restaurants and it was really great for like community and and just a, a really lovely space and that was the other thing in terms of like perception also right um like when we were first we're like advertising and, and kind of marketing the festival. And I would go to other festivals and, and kind of fight and invite like other folks to come here. I, I just remember like one time, uh, like going back to the American Film Festival, I had met at that time, he was the, um, the governor of the Academy of Television Arts and Sciences, right? And I had, and at, and at that film festival, he was doing a panel discussion, uh, like a, like a pitch, like kind of, and I had learned so much in mm -hmm. that that I said, you know, I invited them to try. So would would you come to Detroit to to do like this this workshop, right? And his first response was, "Who wants to go to Detroit?" Wow. Well, thank you so much. <laughs> I truly I appreciate like, that. Yeah, I was like, so, and I said, so have you ever been? He was like, no, but I don't think I want to go. Wow. And, and I was like. And I said, well, you know, come and have an opinion like for yourself. And that's why I always love. And, and so, again, you know, by having the film festival, it gave us a chance for us to showcase our city in a light that other people can authentically like experience for themselves. Right. And he did come. He came oh, wow. and he had a great time and he went back <laughs> and he told other folks, uh, what a great time that he had in Detroit. And which for me led to like a, a relationship with other like Detroiters that you know, like he was friends with like Lily Tomlin. And he said to Lily, you know, I had this great time and she was from Detroit and, and she had another person who passed uh, maybe about three years back, Allie Willis, who who I started working with and she wrote, if a lot of people are probably unfamiliar with her, see they're, they're Detroiters. So, you know, we, you know, like covered our, our Detroit folks, but she wrote like uh, September 
of like with uh, Earth, Wind, and Fire. She wrote the the theme song to Friends. She. I know. I know exactly who you're talking about. So because of that experience with um, uh, his name was Conrad Bachman, uh, I was connected with uh, Allie Willis, and she. It's it, you know her support for the arts and filmmakers and music, and you know it's Motown. We we were able to work together on uh, on some things. And yeah, she passed away uh, a couple of years back. But for me, meeting Coward Backlund at that time was important because I felt like a lot of filmmakers were in the same place and space that I was. Mm -hmm. Of where do you find opportunities to learn? I always had to leave like Detroit to, right. you know, either go to workshops or, you know, and at film festivals always had you know, like these workshops or master classes or things like that. And if I went to the festival, I always made it a point to sign up for the the classes as well. So, you know, as I was meeting any information that I gained, I, I always felt like I need to take this back to Detroit. I need to. So creating the film festival, one of the things that was really, really important to us is to make sure that, you know, the folks, my peers, folks around that we were growing and that we were learning and elevating right because it's one thing to like again i'm talking like back in the early like 2000s mm -hmm. where we were making films and you know guerrilla filmmaking was a very real thing yes you know, it was you know permits <laughs> you know we show up on the block and start what's, what's what's that what's a permit <laughs> you're permitted to shoot here without anybody's permission oh so that was real right i've, I've been there done that <laughs> So as, as we were like learning, growing, and, you know, we, we wanted to be as professional, like as possible and, and to at least know the industry standard, right? So whether or not you broke the rules and did whatever and, and did what you wanted to do, we wanted folks to at least know what the standard and for, and to have, you know, standards for ourselves. And, mm -hmm. you know, again, with, along with making a film, you know, you know, sounds like like glamorous and all the other stuff too, but it's a business and you have to have folks around you who, you know, and, and especially if you're building a team and you want folks to work with you. Yes. You want to know as much about the business side of filmmaking, you know, like a, as well and make, and, and make that experience uh, as professional as possible for everyone that's involved, like with your project. So that was always important to us. And so at the film festival, one of the things that we made sure that we wanted to do was create a space where people could come in and not just network, but to receive knowledge and that would help them, you know, like on their journeys. And, uh, and that, you know, came, you know, just basically out of my own like curiosity to want to grow and learn as well. And, and so fast forward to creating Trinity, like I said, every year is the last year. <laughs> Because there wasn't any funding behind it. <laughs> like, at first, it was like every year we came up with, uh, and, and like I said, there were some incredible things that happened in terms of, you know, the support that we got, the caliber of people that were coming and attending and supporting it. And so I think it was like in its ninth year. And uh, like I said, the car center who housed us, like every year, I would say, now this is it this is the last year. And after the festival, he would say, put them on the books again for next year. Okay. And because he said, you don't make it to nine and not make it to 10. Right. right. 
you can't do that. So I'm thinking to myself, okay, fine, 10 and out. <laughs> so we'll have this big, huge 10 year celebration. And, and we did. And we ended up like even the city of Detroit, uh, we had a spirit of Detroit award and was now acknowledged by uh, the mayor and the city council and, and, but something very crucial happened that year. I know. <laughs> I'm going to let you tell it. <laughs> so I, I met um, who it, it was, he's now my, uh, my husband that changed my. And he, and he, he, he did, he said hello. He, he, he said hello earlier. Yes. <laughs> I said that that's the only person that could be saying hi, honey. You got that right. <laughs> right. So, so you, when you introduced uh, me as uh, Marshall Favors, <laughs> I became a Mrs. I, so, in, and in the tenth year, I met my now my husband. I met my uh, husband, and I remember, you know, telling him about the festival and the ghosts were now and said, yeah, you know, like this is the last year, and and just to. I'll, I'll give you like a quick, uh, like a quick story. He said that, um, I said, oh, you want to help out with the festival? I said, okay, you know, okay, you know, like fine. He kept saying, make a list, just make me a list. And I'm like, okay. So I, I took my time, like making this list and I finally got it to him, right? I gave him the list. I'm saying, here, this is, this is a couple of things that, you know, I'd love for you to help out on. When I tell you this brother did the things on that list faster than I could think about doing them I was like okay I said oh okay let's 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 see what else you know we could come up with you know for the festival and so one of the things that happened is I had a I had these the, the brochures the program books right I had ordered them I paid extra to make sure these program books arrived early and mm -hmm. it and every day I got a message saying, your program books will arrive the next day. They will arrive mm. the next day. And, uh, and so the day of, like the day of the festival, they were still not here. And I was like, just upset. And I was kind of like, Man, I was like, the program books aren't here. I was like, I can't believe it. And he says, what do you have to focus on right now? And I told him, he said, you focus on that. Fine. Okay. So I, I focused on it. And... That we had like this luncheon, this meet and greet for all the film filmmakers at twelve o'clock. I get a phone call. He says, "Meet me at the front." So I go out there, and on his shoulder, here he comes with this box <laughs> on his shoulder. He walks in, and he sets the this box on the registration table. I open them up. They're the program books. Hmm. Brother, found the truck that these books were on and the delivery truck that they were on met up with that truck, got those books off the truck and had those program books there in time for the kickoff of the festival. I said, okay, Mr. Favors. <laughs> I'm going to marry you. <laughs> <laughs> you can stay around. And so, and he said, and after that, after the festival, he said, it's your 10th year. I know you don't want to do it anymore, but you can't stop what you've created here. And I'm going to help you find a way to help keep it going. And so after that point, and, and that's exactly what he did. So after that point, 
you know, we, we got support from, you know, Knight Foundation, Ford, Ford Foundation, in terms of like venues and, and other types of sponsors and things like that. He, he, you know, built those relationships and really grew like our numbers really grew the, the scope of the festival and, and even so like, uh, like our mission and what we wanted to do, it just scaled like after mm-hmm. that. And so, and so Trinity is 16 years, has been in, in existence for 16 years. And what I noticed, you know, Detroit is a, a city that 86% African-American and Trinity was focused on multicultural stories. Mm-hmm. So folks, you got stories from different cultures all around the world, but again, we're a chocolate city. Right. A, right. And as more funding came into Detroit, more opportunities came into Detroit. I was along with a lot of other folks like saying at the same time, this is the way things are getting distributed is disproportionate to black and brown people. Yes. And when I, when you see the arts community like booming and other like film festivals being supported like in, in certain ways that uh, were had very little representation of like black filmmakers was crazy to me that it was it was absolutely and, and it was like almost unacceptable and 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 sometimes like we would be in rooms where again like where i got that question at film festivals like is there a film community you know like mm-hmm. in, we had just spent now at that point maybe the last 10 12 years building this building community, it up right and so now it was like, and, and we're still not being seen. Like we're, we're not seen in our own city. Like we would be in, in meetings and folks would say, you know, there, you know, well, we, we can't find like, like black filmmakers like in Detroit. And when I started saying this, this was the first thing that happened. I, I was in a meeting once and I said that, uh, my husband and I, so, so now fast forward, of course, we're like Mary and I said, my husband and I attended 26 feature film premieres by African-American filmmakers in Detroit. Mm. And their jaw dropped because they had no idea that that volume of content was being created by, you know, black filmmakers in Detroit. But if I could just say this really quickly. Absolutely. You weren't looking. Say it. You can say it again. You were not looking because, and I'm going to let you get back to it. I want to finish hearing this. I was watching Inside the uh, Black Box with Tracy Moore and uh, co-hosted by Joe Morton. If you haven't seen it, it's, it's amazing. It's on Crackle TV. And they were talking to this actor and Joe Morton said something that put me way back in my seat. Mm. This brother, I can't remember his name, but this brother is prolific and he's been in a lot of stuff, but he was saying he wasn't widely known. And Joe Morton said, it's not that you weren't widely known, it's that you weren't whitely known. And there's a big ass difference (laughs) because when you have 26 filmmakers of color, black filmmakers Mm -hmm. in your own backyard, and you're saying, well, I can't find it. You weren't looking, player, because they're, they're widely known amongst us, but they're not widely known. And since they're not widely known, according to them, they ain't known. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. There it is. There it is. So it, it, it started there. And, you know, my husband and I, <laughs> we said, oh, you're going to see us. <laughs> and when we say us, you know, we're talking our cousins, too, you know, uh, the, our whole community. And and so I woke up at like three o'clock in the morning <laughs> and I was like, um, honey, we have to create the Detroit Black Film Festival. Hmm. He said, OK. And he rolled over. And the next day when I got up, he had secured the name. <laughs> he had, there was like three things that, that he, uh, you know, again, all I had to do was put it out in the universe. And uh, I had uh, talked about like, even visually what, what I, I wanted, like the, the artwork kind of to, to look like to represent the festival. And he had went online. And, and if you've ever seen the artwork. Um, Beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Hey, everybody, it's Floyd Marshall, host of A Conversation With. Have you ever listened to a podcast and said to yourself, I'd like to ask him a question? Well, you can just message me with a question or a comment, and I'll make sure to respond to it in the very next episode. To your success. Visit anchor.com to send Floyd a question. Dwayne Jones, very just his his art is breathtaking. And so, you know, he, he lent his expertise, his art uh, for that, you know, that the first two years of the festival and and so we talked about also in terms of like representation of who we wanted to include. And that first year, uh, we really wanted to connect with other filmmakers, again, who either were from Detroit or in Detroit to kick it off. And so when I, when I said like some <clears throat> phenomenal things like happen with the festival like one year of course though the Winings family is you know is widely known and 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 huge and so Deborah Joy Winings happened to be in town and and I know this is this is just was gonna sound like God saying that's just how things work I, I, pr- I promise you but she happened to just waltz into the festival <laughs> space oh, wow. <laughs> and we were we were on a corner in this again art space because we had to always have the festival in creative you know spaces and she she kind of looked and she was like well what is this because she walked in that's the first thing that she said she she walked in and she said what is this and I was like this is the Trinity International Film Festival <laughs> you know welcome wow and well you know tell tell me more like about it and it it we we told her about it and at the time she was doing the the show Greenleaf. Okay. And I had asked her had she ever had a watch party like in Detroit for the show. She's like, Well no. She said I said, Well, we'll host it for you if you, you think about, you know, doing one. And that's what we did. We we hosted a watch party for Greenleaf, and and then when we created, and I'm fast forwarding now to the Detroit Black Film Festival, and so when we were looking for an ambassador for the festival, 
she became our, our first festival ambassador for the festival. And so we were looking at other folks to represent Detroit. Mm-hmm. So our master classes were led by like Christine Swanson, who did the uh, the phenomenal Clark Sisters movie that broke all kind of records on yes. Lifetime. <laughs> we uh, connected with Brian Smiley, who at the time was with uh, Sony, but is now the president of Heartbeat Productions for uh, Kevin Hart. We also had Kasim Basir, who did the film uh-huh. Boy, Girl, A Dream, who did a master class for us. And and Mara Hall, who's an actress like on uh, Saints and Sinners. And so just to have to like, like be embraced by folks in the industry who love the city. And as soon as you said that, Mara Hall, <laughs> if, you're, if you're watching, hey, Mara, that just got flagged uh, by her as soon as I, I said her name. But um, who, it was like for us, it wasn't just about in, inviting these folks, we really wanted to have a connection with folks who really love the city and want to do more like in the right. city. And that was this, they, you know, they've become like, kind of like our, our film festival family. Right. And, um, and, and so again, they, they did the master classes and they were able to lend their, their knowledge, their expertise. And, and even just beyond that, just their, their passion for uh, the arts and their passion for Detroit. Because, I mean, if you, if you come to Detroit now, even when I was inviting folks in 2006, um, <laughs> you know, if you come to, and I'm just going to say it like it is, if you come to gentrified Detroit now, <laughs> it's, it looks and it feels like just very different. And, and, right. and so again, to have folks of that caliber who are willing to, be in the conversation of also making sure that black and brown filmmakers that their work is seen and they they add their notoriety like to that so folks pay attention so folks are are able to say you know look at the work that's coming out of out of detroit and so that's something that we've been like really proud of and and also just to be able to highlight black entrepreneurship. Yes. Because or so it, it's not just enough to say, you know, we have these filmmakers, right? But we have conversations like with the city, with business uh, leaders and stakeholders in our city to really so again we're going back to resources and how they're allocating resources, right? These filmmakers are entrepreneurs. Yes. You know, if you look at them as, you know, production companies, like when you're putting together a film, it's the name of that film, like LLC, right? And so I said, if you look at the impact, the economic impact, again, that was, I remember that year, like I said, they made 26 films. But collectively, if you look at how many how many other subcontractors they've had to have in order to complete that project, Mm -hmm. you're impacting the entire city. You're impacting the restaurant industry, the hotel industry, the any, any place that you are 
either shooting in or in highlighting those businesses that attracts other folks to those businesses, mm-hmm. there's economic impact in the city of Detroit. And so we wanted to make sure, and we, we that's that's ongoing. I'm going to say that that happened. That, that, that is an ongoing conversation. And to make sure that, you know, artists and these filmmakers are, again, being seen for the contributions that they're making, like in this industry. And my husband, like at the time, I, I didn't know, hey, Mr. I call him sometimes Mr. All Black Everything. So we make it a point to make sure that the the businesses that we, we bring on board, that, that we're uh, patronizing, that we even like shoot, shoot our locations in and, and where our dollars go, we're, you know, we're, we make it intentional. We're very intentional mm-hmm. about supporting Black businesses. And, and so and we're hoping that that, like, has a ripple effect. And, and it has. Now, this is going off of film just a little bit. but it's Oh, no, please do. Because if, it, if it's tying into business, <laughs> this, is, this is absolutely your film. So, so my, when, in terms of, like, again, like sponsors, things like that, my husband was connected to uh, Uncle Nearest, the whiskey like company. And if you're not familiar with uh, that company, I always ask people like two questions. And the first question is because if you if I get the high inquisitive look like when I say Uncle Nearest and folks don't know what it is, I always ask this follow question. I said, "Have you heard of Jack Daniels?" Oh, absolutely. And people say absolutely, and. And then I ask the second question, or I make a comment, and, and, and I say, well, Jack Daniels learned to distill whiskey from Nearest Green. And Nearest Green was the first master distiller in the United States. And, and he was an enslaved person that, uh, whose story, like now, like I think more people are starting to know it now. And I, and I, mm-hmm. I say that, especially like in the next uh, couple of years because uh, you know the the CEO now and the folks who are involved with the brand are making sure that that story is widely known and so when my husband was attracted to the story when he heard first heard about near screen and he asked he said well you know is there a uh, any content a short film and so now they have a short film and mm. Uh, about near screen. I'll send it to you after the show so you can take a look at it. Please. And he, uh, and it's narrated by Jeffrey Wright. Uh, and it just tells the story of a near screen. I have to shift just a little bit here. This computer is getting loud. Okay, there we go. Okay, because I was like, what is that noise? <laughs> <laughs> I heard a noise. I heard a whir. <laughs> and, and so... He, my husband said more people should know that story. Yes. So we started showing the short film of Uncle Nearest Whiskey like uh, before, at, in, uh, throughout the festival. Like, well, let me ask you a question really quick. How, how long is the film? Oh, it's a short. I would say no more than 12, 13 minutes. Great. Because my film festival, my virtual film festival is in June. So you got to send it to me so I can include it. <laughs> Absolutely. I will definitely Absolutely. I will the link right after the show. Uh, thank you. And, and 
you know, from there, you know, things snowballed again from just telling that story, right? So again, tying into the Detroit Black Film Festival and telling stories of uh, uh, like Black stories, we thought that was an important story to to tell in the showcase. And <laughs> my husband started telling that story in every venue that he would go in, go in, and he would look at the shelf and he would see what was represented. And he said, you know, he would say, "Do you have?" Uh, uncle nearest and if they would say no he would tell them the story and that snowballed into a relationship with uh, uh uncle nearest the company because mm. uncle nearest was maybe distributed maybe in i i, I don't know the number so i'm not going to put it out there but it wasn't widely distributed in in michigan so he told that story more and more and the company just like hired him like as a representative and, oh wow <laughs> and and the and now the distribution is well over three in three thousand like wow in Michigan. <laughs> so if you go anywhere in Michigan and you order another, another nine times out of ten, it's because of my husband's relationship with the company and loving that story and telling that story. Wow, you know. And so and again, it snowballed again. That company recommended him to another brand, Duke and Dame. Salted caramel whiskey. Oh, oh wait, wait a minute. <laughs> wait a minute. Now, see, now you got me writing down uh, things that I plan on purchasing later. <laughs> wait, we're going to have a whole conversation offline. We're going to have a whole conversation wow. offline. Be because what happened is other brands started calling him. <laughs> and so he, he created something called Black Spirits Legacy. Mm -hmm. and now, I would say, because I'm looking over there on that shelf, because we get deliveries like all the time. Oh, wow. Over 70, over 70, like Black-owned spirit brands that he's gotten together and has created a Black Spirits Legacy, uh, a taste of Black Spirits. And so we tie oh. that to the festival. And so we have a, a night where we show films and, and folks can do like this tasting of all of these uh, black owned spirit companies. Uh, and it's a fun time. It's, I'm, I'm telling you right now. So if you're coming to Detroit and you're coming like to the festival, there's uh, all these tie-ins that we have with um, black owned businesses. And we, we, we're again, intentional about that as well. So it's, it's been quite a journey. And I think, I, I think we're just like scratching the surface of of uh, like the potential because the so the Detroit Black Film Festival this year is now in its third year. Wow! And when I thought of it, it was right before the pandemic. So mm. We had no idea that you know the pandemic was going to occur, and, and and if you knew my husband, you would know like nothing like stops him. And so early on in the pandemic, when folks are still trying to like figure out. For him, it wasn't if we were going to still do it. It was figuring out how we were going to Right, right. So, I like him. I like him. <laughs> okay. Because you know what? There, I always say there are two types of people. People that find problems with every solution or people that find solutions with every problem. And he finds a, a solution to the problem. There's a problem. There's a solution. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. And and even to just uh, piggyback that, so... Like, so for us, becoming like a problem solver, right, served us well as producers, 
So, you know, he's my partner in life, but he's also my, you know, co-director of the film festivals. My Just put co every, co and whatever you can put after that. That's That's what it is, right? And so when it comes to even like producing, like for us, he's the problem solver, mm -hmm. right? And, um, and I just want to tell one last story. Oh, no, please, please, please. Rounds out my, uh, like, like, even like our relationship and our, like, uh, partnership and, and journey in this, you know, the film festivals and filmmaking and all of that. And so I, I told you at the beginning that my journey started with this, the Jamaican Black Film Festival and the ABFF. And and so when, again, I told you the story about my husband and uh, the program books, but another thing that happened is, uh, again, you know, I, I love the ABFF and they always have like competitions, you know, and things that you can enter. So they had like this video competition called uh, like Deeply Rooted in My Community. And I looked at the requirements for it. I said, you know, I would love to do this, but, you know, the submission, it's, it's, it's due like in a week and a half. And he stepped up and he said, well, if you want to do it again, I'll help you do that. I was like, I said, okay. And, and so within that week and a half, we, I, I scouted the locations. I got the script together. I contacted a casting agency and he got other props that I needed. And he does, you know, I don't know if you can see it here, but the everyday I'm okay is his brand. So yes. his clothing. So he did the wardrobe for like the actor, got the prop that we needed. And, and, and so again, this time permits, <laughs> we had secured the permit. Wow. <laughs> for, uh, term to, you know, shooting the location we were shooting in. And, um, and so I submitted and probably, like I said, I had produced a lot for other folks, right? But mm -hmm. the I produced for myself. I had never really did like a public screening of any. They were just kind of learning lessons for me. And, and you know, we're all always so critical of our own stuff. And so yes. I never really showcased like any of them. So I ended up being a finalist for that competition. Uh, and this was 2016. And it was the 20-year anniversary. Wow. So for me to come full circle, yes. Now going as a film lover to being invited to the festival as a director was amazing. It, it was life changing for me. So wow, that that's my full circle story. Wow, in this industry, the ABFF has started so many people on their journeys because that is how I got started. Wow. Yes. It was the American Black Film Festival. And I had gone there, oh gosh, 14, 15 years ago. And I went to Bill Duke's um, boot camp. Boot camp, absolutely. Went to Bill Duke's boot camp. And I'm sitting in Bill Duke's boot camp class. And Bill Duke said, if you want to be in a film, then make one. And a light bulb said, he said, I, I never forgot those words also. He said, yeah. cover yourself. Yeah. And when he said that, it was as if he was speaking directly to me. Hmm. So when the festival was over, I flew back home to Philly. 
sat down with my wife and said, I'm starting a film company. And she said, you don't know anything about starting a film company. I said, well, I'm going to find out and I'm going to surround myself with people that do. Which leads me to a question that I have for you. Because I was listening to another interview that you had done and you mentioned one of the um, people that had done your master class and that you had met them at the Acapulco Film Festival. And fast forward, they were one of the moderators at one of your master classes. So really quickly. Jamie Burton. Yeah, I want to I want to I want to talk to you and, and, and throughout this entire interview. The one thing that I kept coming back to was relationships and collaborations, because I feel that everything that you've accomplished and done so well over the years has been because of phenomenal relationships that you built and the collaborations that you've entered into. When I went to the ABFF, practically every single person that I met, I'm still in contact with and I've watched them. Now they're on network television, they own their own companies, and we all keep in very close contact with each other. So talk about that a little bit, the, the, the fact that you've been able to form so many phenomenal relationships. And then the best one that you formed due to your endeavors was your husband. So talk <laughs> about that a little bit. Oh, absolutely. And, and like you, it was the same uh, it was the same. The folks that I met at the ABFF, again, you're like, this was like 1999, y'all. <laughs> so I'm uh, still in contact with today. And, and you know, again, if I, I made the the Jamaican Black Film Festival that was in um, Jamaica, it's the same thing with the founder, you know, like Shirley Ralph, you know, still in contact you know like today and and has been very supportive and and it was was my inspiration also for the film festivals right this festival and the detroit black film festival and so going back to the the people that i i met and collaborated with i think you know, and going back to again meeting the folks and saying you want to make a, a film and i need you know, like the dot, dot, dot. For me, I think I always looked at it in terms of how can I be like of service, like to someone else. And my relationships really began there and like through the vein of that and, uh, and giving and, and trying to figure out what do I have to give and what do I have to lend, you know, to these uh, productions when I didn't have like a lot of knowledge, right? I was learning myself, but I was willing to do a, like a, a lot, as, as you know, like sometimes even with like schedules, right, with films, they're long hours. And, and when you first start out and you don't have money and funds and things like that, you learn very quickly who's really like in the trenches with you. Say that again. Right. <laughs> you in... And yeah, that's that for the lighthearted. And, and so I, I, for me, I wanted folks to know that I'll go the extra mile with you. I'll be dependable. I, I, will, I will show up. I will lend 
uh, my, you know, my talent, I will, you know, and, and at that time, right, you know, you're like, like donating time and, and, um, uh, and just being uh, supportive. And so like, you know, you, you form, for me, I formed genuine relationships, like out of that, because it wasn't like ever like I, I, I was doing it to get something back because what I was actually getting was even the satisfaction of helping to create like with someone else. Cause I always knew that like, if I could do this for someone else, I can do it for myself. Right? right. I, you know, I can, so just, just being out of the spirit of showing up with um, just genuineness and, and finding like-minded people because, you know, I've had some relationships, you know, also and finding out, who folks really are. And I found some folks I didn't want to work with. Yes. <laughs> for like a, like a lot of reasons, right? And so when you find, you come across, uh, the, again, the same folks who have the same spirit of like genuineness and, and you know, and there's bonds and relationships that grow out of that. And I, the other thing I never did, I don't think that I never took a relationship for granted, like also because of, uh, like who a person was or uh, even like relationships like they had. I, 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 I think all my life, I think because my grandmother was like that. I think uh, uh, when, when folks see like your intention, like if, you know, your true intentions and, and I think, you know, even, so I have some relationships that have turned into friendships, right? And then other relationships that are purely strictly like business relationships right. and with those and keeping them solid is making sure that you have integrity, right? Yes. And that you do what you say you're going to do. And, and, you know, cause it was a lot of folks that I met also who you know, say that either they had contacts or they, you know, they, didn't really didn't really know how to do what they say they could do like they would have the title mm-hmm. <laughs> but in terms of and so so in terms of like navigating all of that like weeding like all of that out i always say like your true self you can never hide and so i have uh, hoped like over the years the the folks that i've um connected with and built relationships with you know they they know my heart they know my integrity and um and that has developed into these long-term, you know, like relationships. And, and I always wanted to be the type of person where if someone else like recommended you, right. And because of your character and, and, um, and, and like who you are that I, I always wanted to be uh, the folks who would represent that person well also. So it, so in terms of how much like like I would value like relationships and things like that, that's always meant a lot to me as well. And and you know same things in terms of I will say this also for folks who are trying to build relationships with folks for either like funders or sponsors or things because people always they come up to me and they ask my husband and I we get that question like a lot, like in terms of like, you know, building a relationship with a, you know, like a sponsor or an investor or something like that. Uh, my, 
what like oftentimes that I say is that um, one show them who you are like as a person like like people I I was gonna say a lot of times that like when people are making investments they're really they're investing in like you mm -hmm. like they want to know what what you're about and you may have even like the best project like in the world but a lot of times if someone's going to take that ride like with you because you know a lot of times these relationships are uh very like long right <laughs> and like back to being in the trenches you know, like like with folks like be who you say you are and and a lot of times even like with brands things like that they spent a lot of time growing their brand and you are responsible also for making sure that their brand is shown like in the best light absolutely and so like keeping that in mind when like you know like building relationships and and i would often invite people to events that we were having just so they could experience have an experience and see we're about long before i did any kind of ask and i'm talking about like with sponsors or mm -hmm. that so part of that building that relationship was putting in the time you know putting in the time that you know because a, a lot of times the the great relationships that we have because uh, if my husband if he's still on he knows also that we we hope to um build long like lasting relationships right with folks oh she yeah. froze I'm, I'm, oh there I'm, you are <laughs> And I don't know what's happened because I looked up. I'm fully charged, so I'm not sure what happened there. So a lot of times that's the cue, though. A lot of times that's the cue, like, okay, you, you, your device. When your device is like, okay, you're done now. <laughs> <laughs> no, sometimes, we got a couple more minutes. Sometimes, sometimes that's the. <laughs> but you know what? That That is so important, the integrity and the fact that, as the saying goes, people work with people that they like. So when you show up as the authentic you, because it, it sounds so cheesy, but yeah. you know, and, it, and can believe in and yes, you know, dot dot dot. Yeah, but it but it but it's so true, and and the fact that you know you said something that really stuck out. If if someone's being recommended, you want to be, or they're recommending you, you want to be a good representation of them, and that's why it's so difficult when someone says, "Well, yo man, put me on." See, you, you need to understand what you're asking when you're asking me to put you on because, see, I'm putting, it's like if I'm putting you on, we're walking into that, into that room together. So whatever you do, whether you see me or not or see Marshall or not, she's standing right next to you. So if I'm putting you on, then I'm standing right there with you. So if you F this up, they're not going to look at you. They're going to be like, Marshall, why did you recommend <laughs> such and such? What, what 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 was that all about? And now you have to sit there and, and, and explain that away. So the integrity and being yourself and just being authentic and being honest and being ready to show the hell up to work. Because when you talked about the fact that it wasn't about a transaction, but it was more about I'm here to, you know, as they say, ride or die. 
and I'm going to do what I need to do in order for this to, to get done, which is absolutely phenomenal. But I don't want to keep you too much longer. But I need to ask you about your films that you did for the one minute film school. <laughs> because they were very interesting. Because you did, you did, you did, you did two. And actually, I saw you. Oh, no, you did three because I saw your husband in one as well. Right, right. <laughs> Who was with me behind the scenes for every production. And, and as busy as you knew his schedule, oh, my goodness. As busy as he is, if if I give him the honey-do list, you know, and do the batting of the eyes, I knew he's always there. He's always there in support. And, you know, what are we doing? It's always what are we doing. So, but, Yeah. So, so why with, because, you know, you, you have two film festivals, you have so much going on. Why did you end up doing the one minute film school? What, what, why, why did you end up doing that? So of course we started off talking about clubhouse, clubhouse connections when we first opened. So again, the platform, I was inspired by the rooms. There's this Darian Danju one minute film school and there's about three or four rooms that i really really love like on clubhouse and that was one of them and so you're in a space where people are you know again sharing their expertise but this whole idea around the one minute film school i loved because you know again if i'm, I'm getting again I, I don't even mind dating myself i'm going back so how you know folks what we were shooting on how we made films like like mm -hmm. even back in at, at that time like if you weren't shooting like on film you, know, you weren't a real filmmaker right if it was digital like at that time mm -hmm. folks were talking about you right, right. <laughs> and so you weren't a real filmmaker right and so and and digital these uh devices have changed they changed the game mm -hmm. the game you know a long time ago and but now to, to bring it fast forward today, the the fact that you can film something on an iPhone to film film something on you know these devices that I'm looking around like right now we got like six different devices like over here and 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 I, I think you know even like out of Detroit there was a film called um, Searching for Sugar Man that yes. was shot on an iPhone and uh, had won an Academy Award and so. I was in this room where folks had were creating this content, you know, on their iPhones, but you were getting this support. And so a lot of times, you know, people like are shooting like regular, just on a regular iPhone, but they were like giving you uh, advice about like the gadgets, how to, you know, soup up your iPhone. Right? Yeah. What other uh, equipment like you, and so for me, I'm like, like, even around here, we got like four. I'm like, yeah, four iPhones. And I remember even telling my husband also, I said, you know, I'm going to do this one minute movie. He he upgraded my phone, got another iPhone. He brought me this gimbal. I got a new Mac, looking over there, uh, a Mac. And and they were on Saturdays, like at that time, were uh, showing folks how to edit, like on DaVinci. And... You know, again, with technology being so accessible, I I wanted to just participate. And again, we were in the pandemic also, so we had a lot of time like on our hands as well. And and so just to the whole experience of it, to be around for for me again, like sometimes filmmaking be like a very lonely like process, yes. right? Also, right, even though you have team and things like that, but 
it was the support. It was that community. Again, I'll go back to the word community. I was in a community with other folks, other content creators, and we got to create the films, but also watch them like all together. And, and you got like honest feedback from, mm -hmm. but it's one thing to show your family and friends because they, they <laughs> Oh girl, that's good. Ooh, that's real good. <laughs> that's, that's, that's good. <laughs> To get that honest feedback right. from uh, other like professionals and um, other filmmakers meant like the world to me. And it was fun. It was just fun, right? And then it it's, you know, like filmmaking, is, it's like a muscle also. It got a, a chance for you to kind of exercise your muscle, right? And so, but and, and another reason was because uh, mostly if you look at uh, like either any of my credits on like IMDB, IMDB or anything like that, it's mostly for producing. And so, like I told you before, the competition that I entered at the ABFF, I didn't mention this. So I had never really shown my work to folks like before, right? And here now I was in a space and a place where it's gonna be out there. Right. Roll over it, right? And so that piece was shown in front of 1400 folks. Mm. And it was the first time something I had written and directed was shown in front of. Wow. And as a director, because I had mostly been producing. Mm -hmm. So I, and so it, it gave me like this confidence. I was like, I want to direct more. I want, and so I started claiming that, right? So if you put it out there, like producer, I was comfortable with, but director in that, in, in going into that space uh, was scary for me. And so that, room that class demystified it for me and the more you do it the more you're flexing that muscle and the more knowledge that you're gaining again you're gaining your confidence so those one minute films and they and they and if, if you join like on clubhouse and they, they take you through this process there's a folder you have to go through all of the steps for that one minute film mm. so from pre-production the post all the way through post-production you have to, you know, uh, do your storyboard, do all, all of those things in between. And so that's what it did. It was, um, you know, it was consistency. It was the fact that, you know, every, and it was a film that was due. It was a timeline. Yes. A month, right, that it was due. And so it helped me to gain more confidence, like flex those muscles and be in community with other filmmakers. And it was phenomenal because I've been in his room quite a few times and I've actually watched a couple of the one minute film showcases. And the one thing that I really, really, really liked about his showcases and as a festival curator, you can probably agree with this. It had to be one minute and not a second longer because as a festival curator, I'm sure you have a time limit on your films and as, as I do, Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. then you'll get that film and my film, I have a time limit because I used to have a major festival, but I just have an online one now. And in that one, it's 20 minutes, including credits. Now, if it goes 30 seconds or a minute over and I'm like, ah, oh, all right, fine. I'll let that go. But you'll get that 30, 30 minute film. Thank you for the donation because you didn't read the instructions. Mm -hmm. So the thing that I really liked about Darian's was, it had to be a minute. He still 
showcased it, but it wasn't in competition. Right. Because it went over the minute. And I really, really, really appreciate it. The fact that he he stuck with that because that's teaching filmmakers you have to follow direction. And that goes from making a film to 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 directing your actors, you know, all of that from from just that basic thing, you have to follow instructions. Mm-hmm. So I but he he's he's phenomenal. He's really good. But before you go, I know I keep saying it, but I just have a question for you. I saw this phenomenal video that you did with this young lady on YouTube with the puppets. <laughs> that was so cute. That was so cute. So I said, I have got to ask her about that. And, and that's how we're going to close the night out. Oh, that wow. was such a, that was, that was, that was such a, it made me laugh. It made me happy. I'm, I'm a father. I have two daughters. They're both grown now, but it, it took me back because I remember them being young and, and, you know, us doing things like that. So tell me about that, that film, that, that film you did. I will. I have a couple of things I wanted to share with you also. Sure, um, please. So, <laughs> so again, we were, it, it was during the pandemic, mm-hmm. you know, each other. And so that's my daughter. Right? Oh, okay. <laughs> in the, in there with me. And so we got one of her, her castles, her, her toy castles. And we put it in the living room. We had these puppets. And so we wanted to send videos to the the other, the little cousins and the friends because we weren't able to see each other. And so we came up with this idea. It was called Animals in the Castle. Yes. So just wanted to let you know, it's an original song at the beginning. The Animals in the Castle. Okay, that's all us. <laughs> so. Okay. It was a way for us to be creative and spend time with each other. And also, so we, we would send, we sent those videos out to cousins, uh, nieces, nephews, and, and other little ones. And so we had a ball. I had, a, I had such a ball doing it, which is so, which is really funny because the, the difference that two years makes, because she's all of 10 now. Oh, wow. And and I don't think I could get her to do those shenanigans today. <laughs> she is too cool for me. Okay, now. <laughs> uh, no, I am not doing that. But it was so cute, and you know, if it's good, it's good. And I really got wrapped up in those puppets <laughs> because they were getting it in, and you know, I'm sitting there, and they're you know, and I'm saying okay. And then you had the one that was really hyped. <laughs> I said, I cannot wait to talk to Marshall because I have to ask her about animals in a castle. But it was it was phenomenal. It was really good. I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. So please tell your daughter that I truly enjoyed her performance. And the song was the song was awesome. But it was it was really good. So I said I definitely gotta ask her that. Maybe I can revive it. I, I don't know what uh version of it I could get her to do today, but I appreciate that. I'm sure she would appreciate that as well. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. You are so welcome. So, so I, what's next? I wanted. Well, I wanted to mention. Please. Again, you know what's next because August, September, when film festival time rolls around, that is all we are focused on. But going back to, I forgot the the one minute film school. 
uh, again, with flexing those muscles and directing. So again, during the pandemic uh, as well, I was able to produce and direct a um, two-part docuseries. And it's called Conversations on Race. That's on oh, YouTube. Wow. Well, and, and so it focuses on, I had uh, nine people get together and not individually. And it talks about their individual uh, experiences with um, racism and their own personal stories as they as it relates to race. And that's on YouTube as well. You have, you, you, you have to send me the links to all of that. I will. So I can I, watch. So I can watch. And please do not forget me to send the, um, the link on the, uh, on, on, on Big Unk because uh, I definitely want to ent- um, put that in the festival and I have to I have to actually order some of the uh, the salt caramel whiskey and I have to order some of uh, his whiskey because I've, I've begun drinking whiskey now nice. never used to drink whiskey nice so, nice. so that, that would definitely be a, a, a great addition to my collection but Marshall and, this has been amazing and, please no I'm sorry go ahead and, and if you're ever in Detroit you you know that we will host you. We've got you. We've got you. Oh, you know I'm I'm coming through because um through. I'm I, I I used to always go to the ABFF, but I won't be attending that for some time. But that's another that's another story. So I'll be out in LA in July, but I want to start you know kind of branching out. So that that may be on the radar for next year. So when, when do you when do you have it again? I'm sorry. Uh, and, and so for this year, and we're also still, uh, submissions are still open. Oh, wow. So submissions are still open. And the Trinity International Film Festival in August uh, 19th through the 23rd. And the Detroit Black Film Festival, the 21st through the 25th of September. Okay, so now, because it was someone earlier who had actually said they would love to submit their film. So can you give that information one more time? Because if they're still in the room, can you give that information one more time, please? If you're still in the room, both festivals are on Film Freeway. So the Detroit Trinity International Film Festival and the Detroit Black Film Festival are both on Film Freeway. So you still have time to submit. So you have now no excuse not to submit your film, whoever that was, because submissions are still open. So head on over to Film Freeway. And please, if you are not following the Detroit Black Film Festival, please give them a follow. And you should also be following Marshall because she's absolutely phenomenal. I've actually shared some stages with her on Clubhouse and I've actually sat in an audience and, and listened to her uh, expertise on the uh, subject matter of the industry. And she's very knowledgeable. And folks, that's what it's all about, learning as much as you possibly can from people that are actually doing it. And this is one of the reasons that we have this podcast every Thursday. So please tell your friends. So where can people find you besides Instagram? Facebook and uh, we have a Facebook and our Instagram page, but I would say that the best way to follow us is right here, like on Instagram to keep uh, updated on all of the festivals and the taste of black spirits and Detroit black legacy. Okay, well, ladies, you've heard it. So make sure you give Marshall a follow. Make sure you visit Apple and leave a review and all that other good stuff. Give the podcast a follow because, again, we bring you the best and black folk in this industry. That, that's, that's what this podcast is 
absolutely about. And the next time you come back, because you're definitely coming back, we are going to have to have your husband on here with us. Absolutely. Let's do it. You Let's know, because I, I, I was like, ah, I want to bring him up. And I'm like, no, I'm interviewing my show today. So I'm like, it's all about you. So, but the next time, because I want, I want to actually, and actually I'm doing a series. That's great. You guys are going to fit right into this. Cause I do a series It's called building tables where I have two to three guests on at the same time. So the one that I'm going to be doing in the next couple of months is power couples in the industry. Um, so you guys fit so neatly into that box. So I am, when I get the dates together, I'll make sure to send them to you if you guys are available um, because you got the film festival coming up. So I'm gonna have to push that back. But again, Marshall, thank you so, so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to sit down and talk with me. I had such a great time. And I learned so much, which is always a bonus. Oh, thank you so much for having me. And I just want to say that, you know, even like as a community, we appreciate that. Uh-oh, that we was a Siri. You know, your, your commitment to sharing your knowledge. I enjoy these conversations uh, all the time. And again, just right back at you for those who are tuning in also, please follow Floyd Marshall, the conversations as well. And I'm, I'm going to reverse it. So how else can they follow you? Oh, well, thank you so much. You can find me on every platform out there under Floyd Marshall Jr., if you Google Floyd Marshall Jr., I'm popping up. And that's, that's okay, that'll be my tip for the night for any actors, content creators, or anyone in the room. You want to keep it as simple as possible. So if at all possible, when you're creating websites, anything, please use your name. It is so easy to find you by your name. Trust me. So when you Google Floyd Marshall Jr., Everything that I'm doing, everything that I've ever done will pop up under that. So, but thank you so much for the plug. Thank you. And, and thank goodness for Linktree, because I, I think that under both the Detroit Black Film Festival and my page, the, the way to follow us, the, the Linktree will give you uh, all the information that you need. Awesome. So again, make sure that you are following Marshall, because if you're not, then we got a problem. So ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us. I am so happy that you decided to spend the last 90 minutes with us and I will end every show the same way. Love it like a hobby and treat it like a business. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, have an absolutely amazing and phenomenal night and enjoy your weekend. Peace. Peace. Thank you. Bye -bye. You're welcome. Bye-bye.